coming to you live from Moesco Island. It's the 10 Point Podcast. My name is Bruce and welcome to the podcast, a regular podcast. You start to play it and it's like someone's nightmare and suddenly a man comes on smiling at you, seeing you through the device that you are listening slash watching on. And as soon as it's over, your phone rings. Someone knows you've listened to the podcast. And what they say is, you have seven days to watch the next pick before the new episode of the 10 Point Podcast. Cozied right, up. After with... watching this, is going to freak out. <laughs> Cozied up with me to watch a videotape this week. First, when he was born, we knew something wasn't right with him, but we love him anyway. It's Chris. Thank you. I'll accept that. <laughs> we love you anyway, Chris. And secondly, he never sleeps. It's Andy. It's true. I've got, I've got some uh, for a placement monster. So oh, yeah. No wonder you don't sleep. <laughs> we are the 10 Point Podcast, as all that pretty much introduced. That's pretty much how the podcast goes, that introduction. just uh, It's a nightmare, and then you have seven days to watch another one, really, is how it goes. Google 10 Point Podcast, you'll find us in all the many sources. Every single podcast app outlet you want to call it on the internet you can find 10 point podcast that's happening Even again is that the chinese chinese, chinese videos again we chinese websites so unlike the ring which was turned from a japanese film into uh, american yeah, we're getting, we're getting we're into chinese versions english language turned into uh, an asian i reckon we must be in like chinese schools or something like that for like english language classes it's just us three talking maybe yeah <laughs> english slash film studies uh, yeah. is what they've got for us a whole bunch of Good kids just walk around saying like this and fucking YouTube up now, Chris. Thanks for that. Thanks for dropping a sea bomb. As early as that. <laughs> Three, maybe not enough. Maybe a while. less than that. Tenpointpodcast.com is our website. Go over there. You'll find everything you need to know over there. Basically, Facebook, Twitter, hit us up there. And we've pretty much done all movies since Diehard as well. So we're getting there. We are very quickly approaching having done every movie since Die Hard. Uh, this film indeed did come out after Die Hard. But before we get on to this week's episode feature film, what was your highlight of the last week? I realise Andy told me beforehand, but Chris didn't. So Chris, what was your highlight of the last week? Uh, I've not watched much other than the, the Japanese version of The Ring, and that's all I'll say. I won't say anything else. Right, so you've watched two rings, uh, a ringu yes. and a ring this week, so no more than that. Yeah. Andy, you said you had a long list of things you wanted to see. Uh, yeah, so how's that going? I was going to go watch Expendables 4, but then I decided, nah, fuck that shit. And then mm. I'm going to go watch, definitely going to watch Five Bits of Freddy, because that's going to be my next big money-making scam. Um, <laughs> going to profit but, off of the film. Yeah, I'm going to profit off of that movie. Uh, but other than that, I kind of got sucked into Starfield again, which was a mistake. Starfield. I have long given up on Starfield. I think I played two sessions of Starfield and just stopped. I keep going on. It's like, ah, this is pretty shit. Fuck. It's like, this is, yeah, it's literally sucks like, and I'm like, oh, I'll do a mission. And it's like, oh, this mission's pretty good. And then it's like, fuck me, that was four hours, that mission. Fuck it, I've never <laughs> right, okay, done yeah. in my life. Like, it's, yeah. it's that. And I was just like, ah. But carry on from last week. Wrexham. What a show. What a show. All oh, right. I, I still not started it yet. But I, if I... After last week's, they've had another sensational <laughs> game this week. So God yeah. knows how many episodes next season will we carry on. Sorry, Andy. But what, what, what Wrexham seems to do really well is they've been releasing two episodes a week. Um, ah. So they basically, you get a bit of like history. So like last week's one was all about the mining in Wrexham, which I never knew anything about. So it's mm. purely that. There's no football in it, like really. It's just 
this is mining, this is Wrexham. Then you get the, ep- the, the, the football episode, which they dramatised. But it's been doing that. It's like you get the women's football game, you get then yeah. it. you get like the disabled fans, then you get football. Like they're doing mm-hmm. the episodes really well. It's pretty cool. I did see an article recently. I mean, I say an article. It was a headline in the first bit I read. I didn't read the whole thing, saying that the town of Wrexham, the tourism trade, is the complete opposite of the rest of the United Kingdom. Tourism yeah. is up X <laughs> amount of million percent in Wrexham, oh, yeah. with people joining the coming to the town and looking at this and buying here and moving into the going to all the tourist attractions. And the rest going. of the country is down. Is yes. it? <laughs> yeah, my boss is going. They're going to watch the Colchester like game at Wrexham, like the so they're like a Colchester way. He's got uh, he's got his hotel book. He's he's booking into the turf, so he's going to go into the turf right, and yeah. have a pint there. Then he's going to go watch the game. That guy who runs that pub is like a celebrity, you know. It's, it's oh yeah, it's like they, they all are. Well, I saw him being interviewed on like well. a on a sports show, like about Wrexham. It's like yeah. at, like he's oh he's famous fan, whatever his name <laughs> is. It's like he's not. He runs the pub next door. He's not a famous fan. Um, quite funny. My highlight of the week, Loki episode three. I I insulted episode two as being pretty dull, but I actually quite enjoyed episode three of Loki, the one that was back in time with old Victor Timely. My only argument is everybody seems to be praising uh, Jonathan Majors with his depiction of Victor Timely, but I thought it was really campy and hammed up. That clock, Uh, though. What acting from the clock. Oh, I I love Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes... uh, Can we we just all, like, get to the point? We we all know the twist is coming in Loki, don't we? I mean, I'm not sure exactly what the the twist is. uh, Why don't you put it out there, Andy, and put us all over our misery? Well, it's it's obvious that um, she is a variant of Kang. Well, Kang. What Miss Minutes is? No, the the other one. Sylvie. Yeah, no, the other one. Oh no, uh, uh, Ravona yeah, Rensley. Ah, yeah, Rensley. Right. Yeah, I have no, not considered. Let's just re-pick up on that. It's a hundred percent. Maybe I have not considered it. So. He is a female variant, and Miss Minutes is manipulating her to be thing. I reckon that's that's my theory. Okay, well, there you go, Andy's theory. Heard it first. But episode three, I I enjoyed it. It was a better. It was time, all right. I and... quite liked it, but it's it's like they have removed Loki as far away from Loki can be. Like he is yep. not what, what we've seen in the films at all. He's, he's, a, he's a different guy now, basically. Yeah. He, like, despite the fact he started off as being the same guy, yeah, he's a complete different variant now. Like he's a different person altogether. But I think I've uh, said this before. I want a Loki and Thor reunion, like this Loki. I don't know. It's like it was... a bit of it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Eventually. I am concerned still. Oh, did I? Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm concerned for the MCU going forward. Still, well, I'm have, have you heard? Like, I know this should be on a news podcast, but have you heard? Like, Daredevil's pretty much looking like it's going to be shit canned. Mm. Uh, I heard something. I want him that. to come back. I like yeah. him. Well, apparently, it, apparently, uh, Kevin Feige just basically says it's unwatchable. He just really? said it is fucking awful. And then Vincent, whatever he's called, Donofrio, has just basically said this is shit. Charlie Cox is like, what the fuck's happened? And it's just like they're all kicking off. Right. Okay. So yeah, well, not looking good. Not looking good. Well, there we go. That was my highlight of the week. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, on to point number one on our usual 10-point podcast rundown of our 10 points. Point number one, what is the point? The 2002 horror mystery, The Ring, is the point this week. Based on, surprisingly to me, the novel Ringu, a Japanese novel written by Koji Suzuki that was first published in 1991, probably the height of home videos, probably when this film, this, this book came out. And then the film that we are watching is also based on the Japanese film adaptation from 1998 by Hiroshi Takahashi, who was the person behind the film version of it. The 2002 English language film, the screenplay, written by Aaron Kruger, 
I was like, I kind of recognise that name. When do, where do I know Aaron Kruger from? He has written such things as Arlington Road, Scream 3, Rings 1 and 2, Transformers 2, 3 and 4, <laughs> the 2017 English version of The Ghost in the Shell, the 2019 version of Dumbo, and Top Gun Maverick. Really? Yeah. So, what a collection it's, of stuff old Aaron Kruger has written. Shop. Yeah. It seems like a <laughs> from, sequel, though. What's a sequel? Yes, yeah, they bring him in. It's like, ah, oh, we'll get number two onwards. Uh, <laughs> him, basically, but he did write Scream Three, in my opinion, the weakest of the Scream movies. But um, yeah, a bit of everything, and he seems to be a blockbuster guy. And Top Gun Maverick's probably made him now. Like he'll be, he'll be in demand going forwards. The Ring, directed by Gore Verbinski. Again, I was like, I recognise that, that name. I know that name. Where do I know? So this is every feature film that he has directed. He started off as a music video director in the late eighties with. Uh, the likes of no FX and that sort of kind of American sort of ska punk sort of stuff. He directed music videos for those sort of bands. But every feature film he has directed is as follows: Mouse Hunt from the late nineties, oh. if you remember that film. Yes, film. The Mexican, then The Ring, Pirates of the Caribbean one, two, and three. The Weatherman, which is a Nicolas Cage movie that I can't say I am aware of. Then Rango. Not Ringu, but Rango, The Lone Ranger, and A Cure for Wellness. That is every feature film he has done. So he definitely peaked with the Pirates of the Caribbean off the back of the ring. But still, some big big blockbuster uh, movies in there for our director too. The Ring stars as Rachel Keller, Naomi Watts. Famous for Mulholland Drive, The Rings 1 and 2, 21 Grams, King Kong, which I always forget she is in, The Impossible... Birdman, and she was recently in the Twin Peaks revival, which I feel I say every couple of weeks on the podcast. Somebody, I think it was uh, Matthew Lillard, was in the Twin Peaks revival. There's a banger going to be coming up later on if Christmas is it though. There's the the Temple Podcast wow. universe is 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 good this week. We'll get onto that almost. on point. I'll say that almost did. Co-starring as Noah, that's the the, the gentleman in the film, the man, yeah, Martin Henderson. He was doing my head in. Yes, Martin Henderson, famous for the Ring. Torque, which I'm not aware of. Smoking Aces, he oh, is in. Yeah. 48 yeah. episodes of Grey's Anatomy, which I can't yeah. say I'm aware of. Uh, Virgin River, the television show. But I most recently saw him in the film film X from two years ago, a horror film that I said to you guys was absolutely yes. sensational. And if you've not seen it yet, it'll definitely be on the podcast at some point. Yeah. Smoking uh, Aces, that's where he was from. Smoking Aces, yes. That's the Smoking one Aces. That's a good question. Can I find it in a matter of moments to just make things? Because he's got a face that I recognise. Yeah, that's what I was like. Who is he? He's one of the killer dudes, isn't he? Ah, uh, where is he? Smoking off in the house. Oh, here. <laughs> is the tire? They're washing the ring already downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking Aces. He was Hollis Elmore in Smoking Aces. If that helps you at all, because I I'm not going to bother going through the whole googling. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's one of the the gangs. There's a trio or something like that. Chris is it's absolutely maybe... killing himself. <laughs> Kick it off somewhere. Our <laughs> final star that I have picked out, third build on the cast, as Aidan Keller, i.e. the wee lad, David Dorfman. Basically, his breakout role was ring number one. He is also in ring number two. And he was, coincidentally, in 2003's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> what a was fucking... It? Yes. <laughs> he was in that, uh, referring back to last week, of course. And then his final thing that he was in, Drill Bit Taylor. I don't think he ever made it to be a proper adult uh, actor. He was kind of a, a kid and a young person actor. Drill Bit Taylor was the last one. And there are three main stars for the film, as they listed on the cast. 
Budget, $48 million for the ring. Opened in the US, $15 million. Final US gross, $129 million in the US. Final worldwide gross, $249 million. The highest grossing horror film of all time until Stephen King's It came out in 2017. But if you probably adapt for inflation and all that sort of stuff, it's probably still ahead of it, but maybe behind a classic from way back in the day, maybe Halloween or something like that might be past it still. But yeah, in terms of actual dollar amount, it was the one that knocked it off the perch. Released Halloween, spooktober-friendly, 18th of October 2002 in America, admitted to the United Kingdom on the 21st of February 2003. Aye. Uh, Just after Valentine's Day. I think there is a double bill. Like horror films come out in October in America, and yeah. then they come out around about <laughs> Valentine's Day yes. in the United Kingdom, and it seems to be that's when the scary films come out. Is those two? Mind you, the, year. the that... scariest film I ever seen on Valentine's Day was me and Sean went to the cinema and watched Jumper, <laughs> forgetting, <laughs> for, forgetting it was on Valentine's Day. Going, Sean refused to sit anywhere in the middle of the cinema with me, so we sat in the front <laughs> row because he wanted to do that. <laughs> then he wouldn't go to Shanghai, Shanghai with me because he thought, Valentine's. nope, we can't do that. So we ended up in KFC at the services, which was still sad and depressing because it was all couples. Oh, Jesus. So we never made that mistake again. Yeah, good show. Uh, that meant for Valentine's Day 2003 and the Halloween beforehand, 2003 awards season for The Ring. A couple of hits on our major awards ceremonies. 2003 MTV Movie Awards, two nominations. Best Villain, that was Davy Chase as Samara, the little girl in who comes out of the well behind Andy's head on the video version, if he moves. She's not there! <gasps> Where's she going? Oh, she was the winner! Half, halfway of, through, she would fucking pop out. Fucking right, okay. <laughs> uh, she was the winner of Best Villain at the MTV Movie Awards that year. This is a big MTV 2003 movie, this one. This was pop culture uh, sort of stuff was this film. Also nominated for Best Movie at those same awards, but it lost to The Lord of the Rings Two Towers because it was that era of films. 2003 Saturn Awards, three nominations for The Ring there. Best Makeup, it lost to Lord of the Rings Two Towers. Best Actress, Naomi Watts, she was the winner at the Saturn Awards. And Best Horror Film of 2003, it was the winner Beating Blade 2 in the process. Ah, so nominees. <laughs> this was deemed the better horror movie over Blade 2. I am loving your facts, Chris, uh, Bruce, but I want to know what's going on with Chris because it's fucking hilarious oh, if you're watching the video version. <laughs> he's good. He's <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. he muted himself. I think he's muted himself. He's kicking off. And I, he muted himself before leaving, but actually. Oh, yep. I don't know what's going on. Oh, right, right, right. He'll, he'll be back. Uh, other awards wins for the film. <laughs> Three award wins for being best horror, three award wins for Naomi Watts, and one Apologies. award win for the score, which was by Hans Zimmer. I did not realise until I was what? looking at I the I didn't realise it even until his name popped up at the end. Hans Zimmer did the score. It didn't jump out at me at like the said, score I, necessarily. I didn't remember any music in this film. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And just to kind of, I don't know, the strings when she like mm. does stuff, basically, is the... This is brilliant today. If you are listening to the podcast version, you are missing out. Chris just about absolutely stacked it backwards off his seat there. So, uh... yeah, (laughs) just the vodka. This is brilliant. I I remember it behind you as they did a flyover of the the 
The Lighthouse is the first right. I recognise. I generally couldn't tell you one bit of music in this film. That's I could sing the theme song, I'll tell you that much. No, definitely not. Synopsis for The Ring, brought to us by Amit, who we've had before on the podcast. He has Ooh. given us previous previous synopses. Chris, why are you laughing? I'm <laughs> <laughs> an absolute nightmare. <laughs> Rachel <laughs> Keller is a young journalist who's recently heard about a mysteriously cursed videotape that seemed to lead her niece to her niece's death within seven days of her watching it. Puzzled, confused, and saddened by her tragic and sudden death, she begins to do some further investigation on this horrific video, which involves her visiting the Shelter Mountain Inn, the infamous place where her niece Katie and her friends first viewed the videotape. She herself watches the video, and sure enough, the phone begins to ring. Seven days. So now the clock is ticking, and the days are going by, and Rachel has only seven days to unravel the mystery of the ring, said the thing. As many questions arise... And parts of this unraveled mystery begin to be revealed. I thought it said raveled there. That'd be funny. This unraveled mystery begin to ravel. There's only one question that remains. Will she make it in time? Or will her seven days be up before she can solve the puzzle? I mean, I said seven days four times in that synopsis there. <laughs> Making sure we know the story. Really driving home the seven days aspect. Who picked the ring? It was Chris. Now, hopefully Chris is able to speak at this point. I'm still muted, Jennifer. Is it working now? Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. Okay, good. <laughs> Why uh, yeah, because uh, I've heard it's supposed to be really scary. And I was like, do you know what? The last few horror films I've picked have been quite disappointing. They've not been scary at all. And well, you I've up. seen... Hmm, I've seen... Um, I've seen bits of it, and I'm like, oh, actually, yeah, it does seem quite scary. So we'll, we'll give it a go. You had never seen it before? Because that's kind of what never. your theme is, basically. And I had yeah. never seen it before either, Andy. What about you? I've seen this many a time, and I'm going to review many. this not as a horror film, just so everybody's right. aware of this. Well, that's definitely coming up in my notes as well. I'll say that. Which channel would you find the ring on? E4. E4. Right, okay. It's definitely not BBC ATV. This no. is definitely a bit more... Yeah. I could see it being a BBC like, horror that? season. Okay. Maybe, maybe the Japanese version. BBC4 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And which version did we watch? Well, we all watched the same VHS tape, I would say. Uh, I believe there is only one version. Certain corners of my internet research were describing all this and that and the other, but IMDb, which is where I get this aspect from, said there is only, they didn't say alternate versions. I know there was a super extended cut, but they never released it because it was pretty much just the same video over and over again, so they cut 20 minutes out of stopping showing (laughs) the same video over and over again. The same video, I guess, yeah, showing people watching the video. Okay, you're on to point two on the podcast, which is the high points, Chris. Why don't you start us with your you... earliest high points? Chris just pulled the Leonardo DiCaprio face. Did he? Yeah, which when you were taking that? a little drink. When you oh, smug, the, the, smug, the smug laughing one, yeah. <laughs> what are you looking at? What are you up to today? <laughs> you're on fire today. Right, high points. We've already got our high point in the podcast, I think. So, yeah, uh... Chris, it's been a while since I've been on a... What's a... A soundboard, or I've been to entertainment. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> it's not really a high point, but um, that. Her face. Well, just her face. About, just her face. <laughs> yeah. It's like the kind of the slow start. It starts, it's a bit of a low point. The start is exactly the same as Scream. Like That's what I've got down. The, house. Yeah. the opening scene is it's pretty good, but it's so obviously just it's Scream. It's like but shot then, for shot for Scream, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. That's not a bad thing, because as we talked yeah. about on the Scream podcast, it's absolutely the best bit in Scream. So yeah. if you're going to copy something, I'd, copy from the best. I did actually like the... I like it when they do like a DreamWorks like thing. Like, you know, they do yeah. 
It's like there's no the logo credits, bit. and it's like, oh, a special logo. It's going to be a good film because I, yeah, I feel yeah. like they only do that for like a film that's going to be successful. The other confidence, just, yeah. Other than that, it's just yeah. like 20th Century Fox, normal. DreamWorks, normal. Disney, normal. But as soon as they jazz it up a bit, you're in for a good time. That's usually what happens. <laughs> They're like, oh, we we could put our we attach our brand in some fashion to this film uh, a bit more than normal. But yeah, the opening scene's good with them. Basically, they explain the rules. Which is something I'm going to mention later on as well, and set up like the classic that we find in this podcast. Here's some main characters that we're immediately going to kill. Yeah. Uh, seems to be how these things go. Like but the, I did... it's kind of running theme like suspense because like mm. you don't see some. Uh, I'm going to say her name there, Samara. You don't see her for a very long time, which is yeah. kind of keeping the like the, the suspense building. You're waiting for it to happen. You don't know what this tape is, but yes. there's something spooky. Like you haven't seen this before, and if you somehow however long you've been alive on this earth, you've managed to avoid all ring iconography I mean, and, and I mean, images. The tape is terrifying. I mean, if I was watching that, mm. I'd like, what the fuck? Imagine a dark room on your own and you're watching Aye. that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's uh, speaking of carry on to to low point. Well, that is my next high point, is what Andy's just said. is the actual film on the tape. I quite like it. Like yeah. The, yeah. The, and then what's really good about it is how everything is actually kind of important. Like, it's all... Everything is on the film is yeah. something that Naomi Watts discovers one way or another. Or I missed that the first time. Like, I completely missed Like, I watched it the first time with no interruptions. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I don't see what any of this means. And then I watched the second time going, ah, oh, so that's that from there. There's mm-hmm. a random ladder. Yeah, I don't get there's the, the dead whole... horses on the beach. Yeah. yeah. Like, I wasn't paying attention that closely until yeah. like, the second time. Because, again, I'd never, like, I, again, my, my, I don't know, my, Access to anything ring has been, as we always say in this podcast, the, the video game Dead by Daylight. Yep. Uh, and then knowing that the girl comes out the hole and comes out the telly and basically yeah, Naomi, Naomi, Naomi Watts is in. Andy is my access to the ring. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's yeah. all I knew about it. So other than that, I didn't know what else was in the video. So I'm actually sitting kind of, oh, right. So I, I thought you'd be all over with WWE with, uh, with Bianca Blair and stuff like that. They did the fight from Scary Movie 2. Oh, yeah. I saw it from Scary Movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's a wee bit different. Um, but yeah, like I'm watching it, oh, it's a ladder and there's horses. So I'm already thinking, okay, what does this mean and all that? Does this tie into it? And it's, um, I felt it was satisfying that a lot of it is actually important as it goes onwards. Uh, any other high points? Right. I, I do have a few. Can, can I get to, like, before anybody nicks it, the scariest thing about this film, right? That little I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to say He is another kind of creepy motherfucker, that kid. Like, just his head's like, too big for his body and his that... eyes are too big for his head. It's weird. It's just like, like I always find kids creepy when they call people by their real name as well. Like, yeah, I thought like the whole family dynamic of this film really I didn't, threw me I, off. I didn't, his, his, her kid was like the, 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 the girl behind Chris. Is that her name? Like, I, I didn't know any of the family connection. I was like, she seems all right for her daughter dying. And then she's got this little boy that's calling her back. It's like, is he a doctor? I was confused by the whole situation. And she had to, she had to go to school, so that's her son. But then yeah. she's quite young looking, and he, I, I still, one of my low points is how old is this little boy meant to be? Because I feel like I, am, yeah. I could not place. But yeah, no, I didn't get it, but he brings off horror vibes. Like I'm just yeah. like, it's you, you are it. Like if you're watching <laughs> you're it for the first time, that is the motherfucker. He is the devil. <laughs> Like that kid is possessed, and it's just like even just like right, you got Naomi Watts out there naked in her brand panties. It's like where's my dress? Where's the dress? It's just like he's just got it all there ready for her. It's like he he snuck he snuck in to her bedroom while she was in the shower or sleeping or whatever. Got her dress out, set it out for her just to be a creepy little fuck. 
Because it was creased or whatever it was. Yeah. It was weird. Um, he walks like an old man and he oh. carries a, like I was reading, he's got an umbrella and just looks up at this guy. Well, that, that's, walks the, that's the scene where I was expecting that guy just 100% just to die and explode. It's just like, that kid's <laughs> evil. So at that point, I was like, oh, who's this guy going to be? And it turns out that's Noah. Like, I hadn't realized that yeah. until I, I, I thought back. Oh, Christ, that was Noah because he had his wacky haircut at that point. Mm. Um, my next high point is something else to add to the list for anyone out there who's keeping a list. I like films that have chapters and they tell me it is day one, Friday. <laughs> she has seven days. And I also like they didn't have to go to every day. The day one, the two, day two, the day five, day six. Like I didn't do every single day. But I like, okay, now we'll move forward. We're on to the next bit. Thank you very much. So yeah, I, I, I like, like we're at like 24, but then Jack Bauer never once pooped in 24 hours. And I, <laughs> I find that unbelievable. <laughs> We have covered that on the podcast. And our black sure spot between hour 23 and uh, hour 22 and 23. Yeah, just, there's a whole episode of just, just the door shut. <laughs> 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 the whistling and reading a newspaper. So I, I like the scene with uh, Rachel and Noah, like just slowly going through the tape, just analysing things. It's but, weirdly uh, engrossing. That was the most yeah, suspense yeah. point. It's like, oh shit, it's going to get happened. And it ultimately just turns out to be just like, like nothing really. I like the I, I, fly the moving fly, when yeah. she pauses it. And she doesn't, I don't think she notices it first, does she, when the fly moves when she's paused yeah, it? Second time. And then she goes, second time, she obviously notices it and lifts it. I like that she lifted it out of the screen. And I'm like, hey, here we go. Something's like supernatural is happening here. Yeah. Again, uh, on reflection, I'm not sure what that means or how it happened. But yes, uh, I, I did like it. That just opens up a can of worms, like the whole it does. thing's coming out. It's... We will save this for low points. I'm sure there'll be much yeah. debate. Are we on the boat to the island yet? Because that's my next high point. Yep, that horse. I've got a lot one of um, Aiden oh, or... watching the video. Just who would walk into their mum's room and be like, I'll just watch this video. Thank you very much. The I'm devil, bored. I can't sleep. The devil yeah. child. <laughs> that's I'm bored. I can't it. sleep. <laughs> but then do we think that the babysitter had watched it? Because she was asleep with the static on the TV. I... And I think it was the same television. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe then. So. I, 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 I didn't. I kept computer. thinking back to that scene. I thought we were going to get that. Oh, I know she's dead. Like, I thought that was going to be a reveal, but obviously she watched it after everybody else, so we don't know. Maybe that's the ring too. I'm not seeing it either. Yes, the boat, the horse it's on the boat. Well. What a scene that is. Now I've yeah. got low points at the beginning of this scene, which I will come to. But the main bit of when the horse gets out and runs riot on this boat, oh, it's yep. sensational stuff. Yep, and then <laughs> Titanic style at the end as well. It's like, oh, best I, I was not expecting the finest boat. At all, <clears throat> the uh, horse got absolutely hell for leather over the edge of the boat. Made me react, and I like when films make me react. Like, oh my god, the horse has done that! <laughs> and then you like see it getting on going under the boat. And then as soon as we looked down and saw the water like that, I was like, oh god, this horse is done yep. for. Because that's another thing that was in the video was the the red watery. Ah, oh, that's where go. that was. Well, yeah, it was mind blown. And there's also, um, I don't know if you guys have like picked up the subtleties of the ring actually shows up as well, like for like mm -hmm. a split frame. So yeah. When that, yeah. When that, so, when, somewhere when, else. When, yeah. Basically, anytime something that happens in the video, so i.e. that horse, like the water, the ring flashes up for just for us, like one frame. Cool. Oh, shit, son. I'm like, yeah. But yeah, every single time that ring logo or like the, the doctor's got like the rings, like circle things, there's like ring, like there's circles everywhere. There's always circles everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any so other high points? Chris's, he's, he's, Chris's mind's been gone. He's Chris's gone. Been wow, gone. This, is, this is a whole new experience. I'm going to go back and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be looking for rings. Um, uh, other... 
is Doel behind Angie, so I don't know if you've got anything before that. <laughs> Angie? <laughs> they just call you Angie. Like, I think he does. Well behind Andy. Uh, the well? Have we not got me absolutely losing my shit because Brian Cox Brian is Cox in this again. film again? <laughs> yeah. He's got to be in the whole team soon. All caps. Brian Cox! Uh, I don't have this go. And true to form, he doesn't doesn't turn up till halfway past the film. Like he's never the beginning of a film. Brian Cox, he's always comes up yeah. with a wee bit to go. Not the Brian Coxiest Brian Cox ever. However, he does. He, he carries his it. weight in he's the scene. Getting, he steals. I reckon he's getting best death. <laughs> it's up there. It's certainly up there. Yes, him wrapping himself. Him absolutely not taking any chances with the suicide was. That's the most intentional. Right the most intentional suicide you'll ever see is what he did there. There was no accidents. A hundred second thoughts, and he still went ahead with it. I think yeah, so, it uh, looks like some weird horse lover though, because he put the bridle, if that's what it's called, through his mouth. He's like, I yeah. love me some horses. He yeah. always loved the horses more than the girl. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think he definitely uh, likes horses, and never wanted his his wife to have a baby seemingly either. So, uh, um. It's a small one. I'll slip it in here because I don't know exactly where it comes in the running order. The guy in the videotape library when Noah's pretending to be Richard Morgan. <laughs> the guy, I'll be on you like white on rice. And then they open up to see who last had it. Well, yeah. the video's gone. Who last had it? The person you're pretending to be. So either you have to admit you're pretending to be this person or you're the reason my tape is missing. I thought that was a nice little scene. I very much enjoyed that one. Yeah. Uh, so I only have one more high point. But Chris, I feel like you were ready to jump in with something. Well, a couple, like, well. Like when they finally get back to that place, and they're like, "I took the Noah a long time to smash a couple of bits of wood to get to the well." Like, yeah, but um, I to her being down, like fall, get knocked down by the TV is coming. TV alive. pushing her the well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, um, like I don't know why, but I felt like I had this image of her coming up behind her in really? the well, not like. Oh. Like rather than just the hair and shit like that. And yeah, I thought dead, she stood yeah. up. You see her slowly stand up. This is a bit I actually like. But the problem is, it's like the story's unraveling. It's like, all right, yeah, okay. All right, that's finally done. It's like, but then you get the, the twist ending, which is ruined by every single one of the trailers because it's like, you're just not giving me the telly yet. Like, yeah, that, that's that scene. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's, I was the whole time I was like, yeah. The. Oh, put it this way. Down the well. Oh, she's been here the whole time. We've wrapped it all up. And I looked at the time. I was like, 18 minutes to go. It's like, even Loki's 18-minute credits. Like, yeah. that's, that's long. <laughs> There's more to come. And yeah, she's not come out of the TV yet. I was like, oh, well, maybe yep. that's just the Japanese version that she comes out. Maybe they didn't have that in the American one. And you're right. It kind of yeah. spoils that there, there is going to be more. You're right. Well, that is good, though, that, that ending. The scene is good, yeah. yeah. And then, I, yeah, the, the actual... I love the ending, where it's just like, yeah. oh, right. She has just a bell end, and this is what she's done. She's done this all deliberately, and now she's going to be around the world. She actually is evil. I was and confused, and... like, because I thought, like I said, like I said, we have a, she hadn't come out the TV at all yet. I thought she had exercised her demons. She had been laid to rest. That was it. It was all over. But I'm like, like you said, she hasn't done anything. Yeah. yeah. I thought the whole point of this film, she was supposed to just be like a machine and just go around killing everybody. But oh, yeah, apparently not. <laughs> no. Well, it's, it, it's a strange ending. Yeah. Excuse me. I was yeah, saying, I'm, not I'm, many I'm films happy like with that. It's a satisfying ending to me. I was just like, all right, yeah. Because up until this point, it's not scary. And it still really isn't that scary then. But it's just the, no. the idea of well, these two are better bell ends, but you're probably going to get best bell end award, which is just like, we'll survive. 
fuck whoever else watches this video. Ah, that's a fair point, actually. Yeah. So is that um, how they got rendered? Is they yes. just made a copy? Yeah, that's literally it. Yeah, there's an somebody else. There's yeah. an edited bit out that actually answers what they do do because obviously you have to show somebody the tape, and that's yes. how you're safe from dying. So the um, obviously she made the son record a version, and what's been cut out is that she shows it to this like serial killer. She's a journalist, and it's Chris Cooper, the, the actor, played the serial killer, and he bookends the film. The film when we first meet uh, Naomi Watts, she's interviewing the serial killer, and he's basically he's pretending to be reformed. They're like, oh yes, I will never do it again. I am a good man now, and she can tell obviously he's still evil. So what they do at the very end is they copy the tape and she shows him the door. They, they show him the copy that the son has made. So the son is safe and the serial killer is going to get got by uh, by Samara at some point. But they cut it out uh, for reasons, I guess. Question. So mm-hmm. say she does that and serial killer is the last one to see the tape and gets killed. Is that it? It's over. Destroy the tapes and there's no more Samara. No, because we just already copied. That's the kind of the point with Brian Cox was like saying. Like, I, but I mean, like, if see, like you destroyed all, like, well, if, I suppose I if you got all the tapes, then yes, because she's only yeah. one. There's only one, one thing about, it, and she made one copy, so there should be only two copies. S- yes. Samara doesn't have a great plan where yes. she kills someone if they don't share the tape, yeah, because eventually somebody is going to be the last person who's not shared it, and if they don't share it, she kills them, and then she's kind of gubbed basically yeah. until somebody else puts the tape back in if they find. Well, it. that's it, but. Say the last person is just like, I don't know, is the hero of all heroes and knows what's happening. Yeah. It's like, right, I know what's happening. I have seen this tape. I have worked out that I am supposed to show to someone that I'm safe. I will go and get every copy I can in the entire world in the next seven days and destroy them. And then she'll come and kill me. Then Samara's done for. Like, she can't ever videotape, presumably, because she's not stuck in the well anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's the but whole she point. Stuck she in the now? well to start with. Because she, she kind was of in the well when she killed her. So, yeah, but that, that yeah, videotape was on the loose. Yeah, but I she, think to, she should have to make a new videotape. <laughs> yeah. Ah, right. Oh, right. Okay. Good, good, good. Yeah. I think the whole and... point is that she's been released from the videotape type thing because she's been right. taken out of the well, and that's what Brian Cox is trying to stop. Right. Okay. So, because she's that's out, point, she's yeah. actually kind of got, but she still sticks to her own rules of you watch the videotape, you're going to die. Yeah. Okay. Again, which is weird. Uh, we are doing uh, things. One uh, more question. <laughs> um, now, you'll watch. Naomi Watts is like she passed it on, but she's now rewatched it. So is she now? I think she's a safe because she again? shared it. No, I, I think, think she's right. safe because she shared done. it. Yeah, right, okay, the only fine. rule you have is you need to share it or copy it or whatever. Show somebody else that and she's done it and you've done that, so you're safe by this okay. by this demon's rules. One high point we missed is her watching the interview with the not demon little girl, while the lighthouse spins in the background and mm-hmm. it lights up. It lights up. It lights up, and this this little girl's being "I'm going to kill" or whatever it is the the evil little girl saying, and then all of a sudden Brian Cox, not surprisingly, is behind her in the light. Yeah, but I, I, I did I did like that, and he whacks her with an extension cord, or whatever it was, or the something or bridle. Low points. We've not even made it to low points yet, so we better crack on with these. We've teased a lot here for point number three on the low points. Uh, my earliest one I want to do with a low point. I, I like Chris. I have many questions on my low points. So at the beginning, we Katie and Becca in the house at the very start. Katie gets got and turned into what's behind Chris with her, her spooky face because she had, she'd watched it seven days ago. Why did Becca only go mad? No idea. Did she watch the tape? And how was she just suddenly gone? And why is she in a mental asylum? And... Yeah, I thought that she saw her commit the telly. Because she doesn't like the tellies anymore. She won't look at a telly. 
I think yeah, it's because exactly. watched it or something like that. But I don't know if she's in past the video and went watch this or something like that. But it doesn't add up because the te- the thing was just left in the rental place or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. So she didn't. So Becca, unless she'd already seen the tape, how did she know about it for a start? But she can't have watched it because it wasn't there. Well, unless she did watch it and then she invited her friends up and was like, oh, I've got this really good place. Come up here. And then she passed it on that way. That's the other thing. The tape wasn't there. Katie, she died in her own house. Yeah. Because. The tape the, yeah. The cab- uh, was it the cab? So she died because her seven days were up. So why was Becca. Oh, did she discover Katie? No, she was gone. No, it was her mum that discovered her. Yeah. Oh, weird. Also, the, the whole situation where why does Samara put them in weird positions? Like, why did she just like I've killed you on the floor here, but I'm gonna just go slide you into your cupboard? <laughs> and like when she kills Noah, I'm gonna on the floor, I'm just gonna put you in a chair. On the chair, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And take your flip-flops off. <laughs> but yeah, I, I still I'm actually further dumbfounded of what the, the whole point with Becca was. With so, her. Low point. The storytelling. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, do you want I, to go? I took it that? to. She just saw her come out of TV or go back into the TV, and that's why she won't watch her TV anymore. Is that how? I maybe, don't know. My maybe point. when she she maybe came out of the television to get Katie because it was Katie's time was up, and Becca yeah. saw her, but Becca okay. wasn't going to be getting got, so she just got terrified by that. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe. But my low point is, and it's what Chris picked it. The whole reasoning for it, it was a terrifyingly scary film. Yes. This is not a terrifyingly scary film at all. It, it is up there with being a good thriller and what the fuck's going on. But this type of film with a random entity, Final Destination does it better. Because <laughs> that's more terrifying. This, I think, I think this is scarier than Final Destination. Film. Nah. Yeah, this, it, I, I thought we were having, I was getting ready to be absolutely terrified by this film. It's thinking. not terrifying. Even, even like when she's coming out of the telly, it's, it's so slow. It's not like a jump scare. It's just like oh that's a bit weird that's a bit creepy it wasn't terrifying it, but i was like oh this is quite creepy actually yeah it's creepy it's not it's not scary like no. I said, but her coming that, out of the telly that... at that point i was like how is the film not ending like why am i still <laughs> going when she was climbing i was like oh you've not had this bit yet yeah, that, yeah that's why at, at that stage it looks weird it looks creepy that's what i'll say but that kid that little boy he is the scare factor in this film this is the reason why it gets rated horror <laughs> low point i've got here Surely an investigator who lives in the town would have to work out that four kids, including her niece, from the same school all died on the same day. Mm. Like, surely that's not... Like, it would be a case of, oh my God, these four out of, for example, there are 150 kids from the one year, maybe. Imagine a massive American high school. Oh my God, they all... Like, it would be known. The town would be talking about it. The news would be talking about it. All four of these kids are all presumably, what, 18 years old maximum, have all died on this same random Tuesday. It's like, why does she have to be, oh, piecing all of the bits together from all the different... My God, they go to that high school, and they go to that high school. Like, surely it would be the talk of the town that these four kids all died at the same time, never mind on the same day. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't know why she had to be an investigator to work this aspect out. My next low point was complaining about how old the boy was, but we've already covered him, really. I have yep. no idea how old he is. Any other low points? I do have a few more. Uh, yeah, there's not enough of her, Samara. Like, yep. I think we've talked about this. Like, the whole point of this film is, like, her. And, like, she's literally in it, what, twice? Like, as yeah. the, the scary entity? 
I thought we were going to get her first coming out the telly when they went to her little kind of fort in the barn. Because there's a wee spooky chair sitting at a wee spooky telly. I thought they were going to turn on the television or it's got to turn itself on. And she was going to come out and they're going to have to run away and escape from her. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen there. But again, no, nothing much happened. Not much happened there either. Was there a low point? Was there a bigger certainty than Aiden watching the tape in this film? Like, yeah. We talk about, we like films that have twists and things we didn't see coming. But there being this spooky little boy who seems to know things, yeah. watching this spooky little video that he wasn't supposed to watch and now he's going to die was an absolute nailed on 100% thing that was going to happen in this film. And it annoyed me when he did it. Mm. But most importantly, why does he have like visions and a sort of rapport with Samara while nobody else does? Kids. I think it's kid, kid brain. Kid brain. The kid yeah. connection. There's, some, there's a connection between the old one and I don't want to talk about it yet because it's going to come up later on. Right, okay. When we come on to that. But yeah, I was annoyed that he got visions and could somehow commune with Samara while nobody else could. Uh, other people would draw pictures and all that sort of stuff. Especially when they were several days deep, they would draw. But he was straight away, oh yeah, she's, uh, she says this and she wanted me to draw you a picture. Like, uh, think he even died partly. Yeah. He's drawn like weird pictures, so I, yeah, it's a good, yeah. He's drawn pictures, but I think I put that together with obviously he that was another one. Apparently, he was best friends with his, with his uh, cousin Katie, cousin. they were best mates. So, she must have said to him, Oh, yeah, I've watched this video and I'm gonna die in seven days. So, he was just drawing like a kid, This is me, how I'm going to save Katie when she's dead. So, I think that was just fucked up pictures because that's what was on his mind because his cousin had said oh, I'm going to be dying so this is what I'm going to go to do and save her but yeah immediately upon watching the video was like oh well Samara what you made to do this and then here's a picture of her house she used to live in and some horses and a black hole and all that so I don't know why he was so it's it, he is very sixth sense like this, yeah, the first thing to scream yeah. he's very sixth sense he can commune with dead people and all that sort of stuff it's weird low point Rachel is another 100%, 100% to blame for causing the runaway horse situation. Yep. Yes. Sticking my fingers through a tiny little gap. <laughs> oh, horsey. Oh, you don't like that. Oh, I'll do it again then. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm a nice person. And it starts to freak out. No, stop freaking out. I'm going to wave my hand in your face a bit more. And then the horse bolts. And yeah. So... She chases after them. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. like, stop running away from me. Love me, horse. Love me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, for the first moment the horse didn't like it, you could be like, oh, okay, you're a flighty one. And then put your hand in again. Okay, you don't like it. Okay, uh, you're, you're not a nice horse or whatever. I'll, I'll go and bother somebody else. But no, she's kept on going, hassling this poor horse on the boat. Uh, any other low points? I do have a couple more. I've got many more. Oh, I've got one. Like, Rachel's last two days, like six and seven, she did a hell of a traveling. So <laughs> I don't like, it seems like far too much traveling just for like one day. I don't know how she like she could she just died in the middle of. I don't know where they are. Like uh, it's a made-up island. I don't know what part of America they're in. Like mm. I know they filmed it in Oregon in the northwest. I think is kind of where it was filmed, but I have no idea where they're supposed to be. So yeah, they've gone from an island to not being on an island pretty swiftly to the the lodge and all that sort of stuff. Right, it's not really, like we kind of carry on with this whole thing, right? But if you've got seven days left to live, right, and you know it doesn't really work, and I don't think it works in this content of the film, but like. Like final destination, when you know your number's up and you're like a, you're not going to die until this date. When you just live like like Superman, like you're invincible. It's like ah right, I'm dying next uh, Thursday. 
I I'm just jump off shit because he can't fucking kill me now, bitches. I don't think it's like I don't think she's protected. I think if no, she had but, jumped off a building, she would still die. Yeah, but I would either go down that route or when my seven days are up, I would punch the shit out of whatever's coming for me. Like <laughs> I'm swinging. I'm assuming you would. Yeah. Is that how it happens? She just has to look at you. So just like seemingly, yeah. Close your eyes. Close your eyes and punch. Like, yeah. I guess he doesn't know that. Like, well, no one's there to pass on. This is how she actually does yeah. it, I guess. She, she does seem to get people when they're alone. That seems yeah. to be the, the smart move for Samara. It's not a low point, necessarily, but I've literally laughed out loud when Noah just goes, No! <laughs> when the sun sets. <laughs> like, literally, the sun goes down behind yeah. the hill, behind the tree, and he just goes, No! <laughs> the sun has... Whatever, what is that? No, <laughs> like it was gonna happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> like that made me laugh. Um, so the rest of my notes are, I don't get it. <laughs> okay, I think I get it. But why is it videotapes, cameras, and telephones? How does it work? Where did the first videotape come from? Okay, I think I get it now. But how is there an urban legend about it? So that is the last bit of my low points. So. <laughs> Does someone have a stab at explaining it? Because I think I've got a theory about it. But how does this whole I thing work? Came about. It's confusing me. I sort my head thinking about it. So well, she, she think... had a camera, didn't she? Who had a camera? Sorry. Samara. When she was locked up, she had a TV and there was a video camera in that place. So did she just go around recording bits? You could be right. I'm sure there was a video camera in her little room cupboard thing. Like actually, actual, I was just filming her, not for her to play with, but filming her. Yeah, it was filming her. So I don't know if she's used that. Then Maybe. film scenes around and make this cursed tape. And when she does her interview, where we are like the camera, she's a normal yeah. little girl sitting there. The guy has pictures which Noah finds in a file somewhere. These sort of weird photograph picture things. Yeah. That she says the guy's. Like, where do these pictures come from? And she's like, I don't. I just think them, and then they are. They are. They are what they are, or they exist, or something like that. So I think doing a little bit of research, putting together what my theories were, that she has this psychic power that gets called in relation to something I've never written down. Psychic photographic ability, which is something that exists apparently, or exists apparently, that if you picture something, you can project it onto an image. It, usually it's a way of explaining kind of messed up photos, that someone has psychic photographic mm -hmm. so they can put what's in their head onto like a, a photo, and that's what these pictures this guy had. So my theory is that she has at some point Photographically, psychically, put her her clue slash nightmare slash visions onto a videotape. Mm -hmm. Ah, right, yeah. Now the novel, which I'm going to get onto in a little bit, is a lot easier to complete point A to point B. But on this one, has she only done it since the lodge has been built over her deathbed? Did you want to call it her like grave? And has she projected it onto a video above her in the a lodge? Uh, is that where it's first come from, maybe? And is this I wonder, lodge? I wonder if she put a bit of tape over so you could like record over it. <laughs> <laughs> that was phase one of our plan. I need somebody to just fucking put a bit of tape over this, like a record onto this tape. Right. Kids these days won't so, understand that reference. So that's the best I'm coming with, is it? She's <laughs> she's laid down there since the seventies or whenever it was, where she got chucked down the well. And now that the lodge is built over the well and all that sort of stuff. Now there's a videotape, and she can be like. I am an evil spirit stuck in the well and use Unagi and I will put this onto a videotape which somebody will watch but they must come and help me and spread my word otherwise I will come and kill them out of a television. Yeah. Why is it TVs? I, I don't understand why it's TVs. Because you love TVs. 
That's all she had in her own question. With the good video. point. Good Does point. everybody see the same images in the video? Aye. I think so. so. Like obviously Naomi Naomi Watts saw the the centipede and the blood river and all that. So if she, she let Aiden go to full seven days, would he start seeing bloody rivers and centipedes Aye. and ladders? Uh, uh, if he'd gone on the boat, would the horse still have got out and jumped Aye. under the <laughs> and made blood happen everywhere? <laughs> yeah, it's a good so question. Just, I don't know. There's more questions. It's just right. I've got one no. last low point before you guys keep going questions. Right, this is the ultimate low point. That video seemed like it was made in like the 1980s. Mm. Like not like the 19 what. 60s or 70s, whenever it was meant to be. I think it's maybe meant to be the 70s. I couldn't quite place Bullshit, it. Bullshit, is it? It's definitely like the mum looks like she's like yeah. like either Amish or from the she 1980s. Like she, was, she looked like she was dressed for like the 1910s, yes. the way she was dressed. Like, not, yeah. not a chance was that like bullshit. Like, but then that's... Brian Cox is the dad, so exactly. he is. Yeah, so yeah, they seem, they seem quite eccentric. The timelines are all over the, the timelines, mad. Yeah. yeah, I think it's maybe meant to be 1991. No, because they've got mobile phones, don't they? So Aye. it's not the maybe 991. Yeah. So anyway, good point. But that's the end of the low points, I think. Now, Chris has, been, Chris has watched the film, the Japanese version of the film, and yes. he is well-versed in that. Now, I have Googled and investigated what happens in the novel that is different from the American film. Now, Chris is the middleman here, so I'll run I through what's all. different. Andy's done, well, but we didn't ask you to, Andy. That's fine. You do plenty of other things. I don't really know through what's... Japanese stuff. What's different in the novel, and then Chris can maybe chime in with, oh, that's in the film, and blah, 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 and this is different. So, in the novel, things that are different, there is no phone call. Like, the phone part isn't in the novel. The seven days, the seven days warning is at the end of the video in text. And what is referred to as the charm, i.e. a way to avoid death in seven days, it's been recorded over on the video. Like, someone's recorded like tv over the end so the whole twist is you've watched this evil video you're now gonna die and oh to avoid dying yeah. and nobody knows how to avoid dying but phone call still in the japanese version chris they still yeah. get a phone ring yeah right. so the um, still... oh what else was there yeah the whole um thing behind passing the copy on as well is how she gets rid it as well in the yeah the exactly version. that's i've got that at the end of it here the journalist works out let's this is in the plot of the film the journalist works out that the moments of blackness between the images on the video that he watches, I think it's a guy that he watches, are the recording device blinking. So he's like, ah, it must be an individual with psychic photographic ability. I will research these cases. Immediately that jump is, oh, it's a person. And I'll go find out, oh, one of these cases was on an island. I'll go to the island and see what I can find out. And it seems like in the novel, nothing involving horse farms happens on the island. Or even seemingly nothing to do with Sadako, his name of the girl, Sadako. Nothing to do with her parents or her family. They're, they don't appear in, the, in the, the, the novel on the island. The journalist just finds out oh, a, bit of a, a bit of the backstory about what happened to the girl up to about 30 years prior. And then all they ever know is the... Um, the lodge is tied into it. So they decide, oh, we'll go investigate this lodge instead because that's where the whole thing started with the videotape. The lodge used to be, before it became a hotel sort of thing, a tuberculosis sanatorium. And the only person who's still alive who used to work at the sanatorium just so happens to be a doctor that we see in the haunted video. So straight away, oh, he's the guy. They find out in the film that he had sexually assaulted Sadako and infected her with smallpox in the novel, discovered that Sadako is intersex, 
and then threw her into the well. So this is the actual guy who killed her. What is this guy who used to work in this hospital? The the same way in the film, they discover the remains down the well, and oh, everything's happy, ha ha ha. But then Sadako comes out, kills the main journalist's helper friend, but the helper then appears in an image, like he as a ghostly figure to warn the main character. Oh. What you have to do is make a copy and show somebody. Sadako's psychic powers have combined with the smallpox she was infected with and have created this paranormal virus <laughs> that needs to be passed around through copying the video and showing it to someone. And it's like, Japanese it's are mad. <laughs> yeah. the, the film's a lot simpler than that. It's basically. Right. So, what's different in the, the film? The mum has like ESP or something like that. She can like see images and. All these guys, well, in the flashback, you see the people say, oh, you're a fraud, you're you're faking it. And then this guy just kind of drops dead. And it turns out they've got a secret daughter who can kill people with her mind, basically. Right. And that's what she did. And that's how she got... It's the dad in the Japanese film that bashes her over the head and just tips her down the well. Right. Okay. So, so it's not the mom like that old... kills her. It's a stranger in the book. It's uh, the dad in the Japanese and it's the mum in the English version. Mm. But they definitely changed the American version to be more like a lot of the American films that were around at the time. It's sort of twists and turns. But yeah, the novel seems batshit crazy, really, when you yeah. think about it in that context, context there. Point four on the podcast, the stats. Our usual stats, four shits and one F-bomb delivered by Brian Cox, which was pretty good, where he just had enough. That was when he whacked it over the head. Four explosions, which was when Brian Cox was exploding himself in the bathtub. All of his <laughs> technology blew up. Eight deaths. Katie, her boyfriend, their two other friends, Anna Morgan, Richard Morgan, Samara Morgan, and then Noah at the very end. They are the eight deaths that we see in the film slash happen in the film. And probably some others to come afterwards that we don't see. I still think our babysitter's gone. Mm -hmm. Quotas. No cows that I am aware of. However, there was a goat in the tape, but never came yeah. back to the goat. I was what waiting for the goat. Yeah, <laughs> hopping around in the barn. We never got... was the was the goat in the barn when she went in there. Maybe the goat was in the barn I when she went into the door. It. If, if I remember, yeah, maybe dead animal. Plenty of dead horses. One specifically, loud and proudly in the middle of the screen, dead horse. Dead, dead so fly. dead animal, a dead fly. Uh, we're definitely on a streak of dead animals happening yeah. on screen at the moment. Pedophiles. I don't think in this film, in the book, I think so. Yes. I don't know how old Sadako was meant to be in the book, but I don't think anyone could be accused. I don't think we could ever say that about Richard Morgan, Brian Cox. I don't think he was oh. that way inclined. He was more of a horse fiddler. Exactly. He's, he's definitely fiddling horses. Yeah, horse <laughs> fiddler. Uh, Tom Cruise Tacobo Trifecta is a goner, not even the chance in this one. So barely any running, in all honesty. Brian Cox dies 17 minutes after appearing on screen for the first time. He's in this film for less than a quarter of an hour, is Brian Cox. And did they say the thing? Did they say the ring in the film The Ring? Yeah, four times. Did they? No. Four times? Is that your... As a guess. <laughs> As a guess. I thought you counted. Once is all I thought. Uh -huh. It's an absolutely belter, trailer-friendly thing where Noah drops her off at the boat and Rachel says, oh, after they watch the video, they die in seven... After they... So after they see the ring, they die in seven days. Like it's literally, it's exactly yeah. what you want to put in a trailer. She clips it in perfectly to to, to say the ring. Chris, any stats from you? Uh, yeah, because I thought it was going to be so TV heavy, and I thought she was going to come out of everything. I counted tellies, <laughs> and there's about twenty two. I got started to get confused, but there was like uh, like TV monitor, uh, like like computer monitors and stuff. And I was like, I'm not counting them. I don't mm. think they. Well, you couldn't come out of them. I don't think. 
So I think there's about 22 tellies. But okay. she only ever comes out with two. <laughs> the one at the very start and then the one at the end. Ah, very good. So disappointing. Not that scary. Yeah, not, not that bloodthirsty of Ellen. And I wasn't Andy, do rings, but I thought it could be absolutely everywhere. So I didn't. And know. they were, I think. Yeah. Andy, a fun fact about the. Uh, let, let me read this fun fact for you. I have it. So the tree that was red had the red leaves, um, mm-hmm. is a Japanese maple, and the fruit from that tree is known as Samara. Ah, well, there you go. Very good. Very smartly tied together, I would say. I was going to get a fun fact for myself, but none of them really jumped out at me. I don't want to go too far into it in case you guys had the, the trivia up your sleeves. Point five on the 10-point podcast is the 10-point podcast quiz. Andy, you are the quiz master. Over to you. Look at his little face. He wants to go first. I think it's my turn. There you go. Right, here we go. So, this quiz is called Rings. Ooh. It's a quiz all about rings. Chris, what is the name of the location where the well is found in the ring? Uh, uh, Silver Burn Mountain or something like that. Ah, uh, close but no. Well, my guess is I don't have a better guess than that, to be honest. Pass. It's something, something. It's, it's an Mountain. Isn't it? it yeah. is the Shelter Mountain Inn. Shelter Mountain Inn. There we go. Close, yeah, Chris, but no, no points. Yeah. Chris, in Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. what is the ring referred as? Precious or my precious? No. Well, it is. It's been passed over. It's been passed over. The one ring? Yeah, a bit more. <laughs> the one ring to rule them all. The ring of power? No, these are all things. But it's, it's not the <laughs> one I'm wanting. Oh, what, is, what are you thinking then, Andy? What is the answer that you do want? There, there was three things I wanted. The one ring. Oh, right. The, the ruling both. ring. Or... Eisenberg Bane is what it's actually called. Ah. It's Silder's Bane. It's Silder's Bane, that's it, yeah. That's yeah, what I wanted. So no, no points. No, no points. points to anybody, apparently. Then. No points. Right, Chris, this one's for you. In what year did the Japanese movie Ringu get released? Oh, fuck. I was saying 1998. It is 1998. Mm. He got it. I saw it somewhere as 99. Right. That's that right, okay. Right, they get a bit easier. Bruce, what may what is the name of the 2013 movie about Johnny Cash? Walk the line? No. There was two. Okay. That's the wrong I know one. The, I know there's no ring there, but okay. Ring of fire? It's a ring of fire. Well this, yeah. This was this this was the two back to back type movies. Oh, was a, I didn't know there was two Johnny Cash ones. Right. <laughs> I mean, I can see the connection. I'm yes. not completely blind to the fact that the song called uh, "Ring of Fire." Walk the Light was what I was going to say, and then I was like, oh, <laughs> "That's the famous Johnny Cash film." But yes. fair enough. Uh, Chris, yes. Which Harry Potter actress starred in the Bling Ring? Uh, Emma Watson. It's Emma Watson. Yes. It does narrow it down slightly. <laughs> Don't worry, yours get easier. I Which, think I'm down three nil. I kind of, right. I kind of messed up the scores there, so I think I'm down yeah, three nil. Yeah, you'll, you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll be a comeback. I get some points. Good. You just tell but easy for you to get a comeback. Chris, so. which techno thriller stars Tom Hanks, John Boyega, and Karen Gillan came out in 2017? 
Oh. Is it the circle? It's the circle, yes. Yeah. Which is, which is also a ring. That I would have got it's around. a ring, yeah. <laughs> Chris, who is the ringmaster in The Greatest Showman? Hugh Jackman. That's all I know. It technically is Hugh Jackman, but it's not the answer I'm looking for, Bruce. Oh, oh I don't know then. Uh, I was going to say Hugh Jackman. I was going to feel like, like I did with Tony Stark. It's all Iron all Man I need slash Tony Stark slash is, this. is what's Hugh Jackman's name. name in the character? No, oh, character. right. Oh, I don't know. Mr. Showman? I don't know. <laughs> it was P.T. Barnum. Ah, I've seen P.T. Barnum in that. I, I yes. haven't even come close to that. I've heard that name, but I have not seen the film or any inclination at all to watch the film. Bruce, who won the first King of the Ring? <laughs> ah, here we go. Right, is this a trick question? Uh, no, I think Bret Hart, I think, would be the winner of the first King of the Ring. It's not. Right, okay, damn. <laughs> so it was kind of a trick question. Like this, I don't know. Is Don Morocco. Don Morocco, bloody hell. And for a bonus point, anybody can buzz in. Who did he defeat in the final? Bret Hart. Not Bret Hart. (laughs) No. Don Morocco. I do need this bonus point. He would beat somebody like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. That's a good show, but no, it was Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik, my God. There that must go. be like, I don't know, 87 or something like that. It was that 86. That, that, that 86, one. yeah. There we go. Bloody hell. Right. And that was, that, no, or, no, so no. No, I thought you said that was it. No, we've still got one, right. one more each. Right. right. Chris. I do them both. Sonic the Hedgehog is famous for collecting gold rings. But where does he yes. come from? Uh, the Green Hill Zone. Oh, I knew you'd say that. It's not the Green Hill Zone. Bruce, I'll give you a clue. Oh, thank you. It's the name of a film starring Jared Leto. Okay. Starring Jared Leto. This is good. This is good, yeah. Um, the best that I could give oh. you. <laughs> I'm actually kind of blanking on Jared Leto right now, but I know he's in the House of Gucci, so I was going to say House of Gucci. <laughs> Uh, I want to say Requiem. Uh, no, it was Morbius. Ah. It's from Morbius. I've never heard Morbius in my life is Sonic. Yeah. yeah, Sonic Adventure 2, his home planet is called Morbius. Morbius. And, oh, the, Morbius yeah. and the last one, is it Bruce? It's me. Yeah, it's points to lose. <laughs> I need two to draw. Right, I'll give like you three points if Let's you get this right. <laughs> I need to hear oh. the ringtone of a Nokia 3310. <laughs> is that the... Is that yep, that one? Three points. <laughs> <and fuck off. laughs> I'll mark down the scores as is, and then I'll see what, what we're looking like um, come the year end, and if I need that win or and not. Like, oh, shit, Chris is winning. Oh, I, I, won that. I need to do this one. Up. <laughs> you won that. I won that with two correct answers and Chris had three. So I, yeah. I was the winner. That's how you there. win. <laughs> points for sound effects? Point six. Movies within movies. Chris, will you win this particular segment on the podcast? Hey, Ten point podcast universe. A lot. <laughs> there really is. Yeah. yeah. So there's a guy called Gary Carlos Cervantes who was yes. a painter. With he the was ladder, in Fracture yeah. as, was he called Ciro? 
Chiro, I think it would be. But I don't know who that was in Fracture. Uh, I don't know. Gardner, I think. Uh, right. racist. <laughs> no, that's uh, right. <laughs> Keith Campbell, who was the ship's mate, uh, he was in Minority Report as a pre-time cop. And mm-hmm. Suburban Commando is one of the punks. Punk Makes him two. Hall of Fame eligible yeah. as well. Keith Campbell is eligible for the Hall of Fame. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Stephanie Erb, who Herb. was Donna. No idea who that was. Uh, oh, excuse me, I think hiccups. she was maybe at the maybe at the funeral, possibly. That's right. my best guess. Uh, she was in Tenacious D, The Pick of Destiny, as a waitress at Ald Bar. So and... that's the one where he's exploding everyone's head. I think yes. she was a waitress in that scene, right. I think. And uh, she was in uh, Starship Troopers as a young mum. Uh, of course, with a name like Herb, of course she would be in the Tenacious D movie. Because mm-hmm. Carry on. Herb. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joel Trest, who was the doctor. Is it Crest? I don't know. He Not was in Crest, uh, Twi- yeah. Yeah, 21 Jump Street as uh, Schmidty's dad. Yeah, he was. Yeah. A really, really recognisable face, but I did not see him yeah. in the ring. Like once I saw him on the cast list, I know that guy. Uh, you only ever see the back of him, I think. Right. Uh, Sandra Thigpen, who was the teacher, mm-hmm. she was in The Cable Guy as a karaoke party guest. At that damned karaoke party. I mean, I think a Everybody's quarter there, of the that. podcast yeah. is people who are at that karaoke party in The Cable Guy. Um, Amber Tamlin, who was Katie... Uh, she was in Django as the daughter of a son of a gunfighter. Yes, she's a bit of a joke so- role in that. Like she, I didn't recognise who she was in this, uh, but she's basically got one scene in Django where she just peeks out of a window in a sort of a cutaway. Like it, it's kind of a joke yeah. that they got a reasonably famous actress to play that role. So, uh, so I recognise her name, Amber Tamlin, but I don't recognise her. To me, she's in House in one of the late, later batches of seasons of House. She was one of the people that. Uh, he was teaching to be a doctor. That's right. why I know Amber Tamlin from. Um, our main guy who keeps returning, Brian Cox, as uh, Richard Morgan. I don't know, has he won the Hall of Fame yet? He is not in the Hall of Fame. No. I was oh, yeah. very passionately calling for him after the ringer shot of glory back-to-back. Spoiler for what Chris is about to say that we yeah. had. Uh... And he's also so been he a He has part. to be... Exactly, yeah. Right, he's back so on the ballot. I've got... I do have on the in brackets, is he back on the ballot now? I say getting so. back at... right, okay, Also... So... Inception, we were talking about uh, like the last couple of things. Brian Cox turned down a role in Ghost Ship to do this. He did. I read that. Yeah, a sensational <laughs> again. Like more like universes within universes yeah. on the podcast. You know, yeah. Brian Cox back in with a big shout now, I reckon, for the Hall of Fame this year. And almost missed it. Naomi Watts as Jet Girl in Tank Girl. I do not remember her. In Tank Girl, I do not remember what? her at all. I remember some no. glasses, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, now I do. Yes. Yeah. But watching this, I'm like, it's, it's a different person. Like, I'm not like yep. thinking that she's in Tank Girl. Tank Chris girl, has missed someone, though. Well, Chris has have missed it? someone. He has missed someone. The person was my leading uh, Danny John Jules until later on in the film. Adam Brody was in oh, yeah. him. Before he was Seth, before he was Seth in the OC. This is this is him before he's famous, basically. Yeah. He was in Ready or Not. He was one of he was like the brother in Ready or Not. Yes, he is. Yeah. That's worse than the that fucking Clopex film ever called. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> he remembers that. He doesn't remember the film's <laughs> called. He remembers the bad guys surnames. <laughs> I, I looked at him and I was like, yeah. he's definitely. I've seen him somewhere. Yeah. And I just blanked it. 
<laughs> I was I thought he was like stunt casting or oh, they've got a here's the here's how to get the young audience and they've got the guy who's in the OC. He's gonna be like a partner in crime try to help her find out who did it. And he's no, it's before he's famous, just in the garden explaining the rules of the, the tape or whatever it is. Uh, but that's it. That's the only one you miss, Chris. But yeah, how can this film have one, two, three, four, five, six, nine people that have done it before? It's crazy. Have you recast the three of us into the film, Chris? I did. Yeah, I am 100% the VHS orderly guy. Like, I hate people messing with my system. Like, my DVDs are alphabetized. And if there's a. And you watch them one like lesson, every week. Every, <laughs> every couple of months, or whatever it was. Yeah. I watched them for ages, actually. <laughs> Netflix and the other things have ruined that. Yeah, Disney Plus, damn you. Uh, Andrew, I put you as Noah, like with your dodgy, like visual copies and your your Jedi mind <laughs> tricks. Like, yeah, good show. Yeah. The oh, the the rooms upstairs. <laughs> That's where you're wrong. It's downstairs. Like <laughs> your Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> I, I struggle with you, Bruce, but I put you as creepy uh, Aiden for some reason. <laughs> I'm creepy Aiden. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know who else to put us. I'll put me as Aiden as well. I don't know why. I think, oh, okay, good. <laughs> I think I should be the, the video orderly guy because I've forgotten he was someone I could have been. I want to see this film where Andy is in the role of Samara. I, I think that would be I a fun film. <laughs> and Andy crawled out the well would be good. I, and Chris I the well just be like, fuck you. Fuck you <laughs> <and> I, <laughs> I was like, I can't be arsed. It's too fucking far out. Yeah. Hi. And Chris, I've cast you as someone we have not yet mentioned on the podcast and probably would not go mention for the rest of the podcast. I'll cast you as Darby. Do you remember Darby? He was the young lad on the roundabout outside the doctor on the island. The one, the, intro, the introduction that I read out earlier on. That's you. When he was born, we knew something wasn't right with him, but we love him anyway. <laughs> so I'll cast, cast you as him. Uh, harshly, I would say. Could this film have come out in 1995? The book was written four years earlier, so definitely someone could have picked it up, but they would have had adapted it. That book sounds messed up, really, when you think about it. Does the film reference The Wizard of Oz? I don't think so. It's sort of one they could have snuck in a sneaky one somewhere. Evil but... people in war again. War, yeah. There certainly is a green tinge to it. It's very that's a, that should be a low point how dark and dull this film is to look at. It's it reminds me of the Matrix slightly. Yeah, that's why I liked the bit with the, the Samara tree so much because everything goes red, it's all nice and bright mm. for a moment. And that's why Noah was shouting, it's like, No, not back to the green again. Dead man walking. Well, the girls at the beginning, it turned out only one of them was dead, uh, they were absolute goners. I thought Beth, the assistant of Noah, like slash partner, business partner of Noah, yeah, I thought she was a goner. She just seems I... to exist for absolutely no reason. That character, I don't know why that character's in the film, and why was Naomi Watts being so kind of like. I don't know, spooky around her at the end. Like, she goes up to the place, finds Noah's been ghostified, goes back down, and then there's the assistant at the elevator, and she's like... Yeah. So she's going to get blamed for the murder or something. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> why did the scene go on so long? Why was she being so sheepish about it? It was just very strange. But I don't know why the partner even existed. She just could have left. Mm-hmm. Who is in the wrong movie? This one's Sarah. difficult for me. Yeah. I've gone for Boat Horse as being in the wrong movie. I'm not sure why that scene was in it. I'm, I'm picking Samara. She, she she deserves a proper horror film. You're probably right. She should be in Scary Movie 3 or whichever yeah. one. I wonder what the sequels are like now. Yeah, I'm intrigued what Ring 2 more. is. Yeah. I don't think I've ever, like, I think I keep getting this and The Grudge mixed up. Yeah. Yeah, very like, similar. Yeah. I think. I've seen neither. Or I had seen neither. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what's happening next year. 
Which trope would we like to see die? For me, leaving the dangerous thing around for your child to find it. They always do that. It's like, oh, this is really deadly horror tape. I'm going to leave it in my bag. Just the kid will be fine. They won't, they won't be looking for it. You know what your evil looking kid is like. <laughs> Chris, what's your trope? I have got one, but I'm thinking evil or creepy children. Like, what's wrong with having just a normal kid who likes to draw pictures? He has to be some weird creepy ESPN it's not ESPN, it's ESPN. <laughs> <Yeah>. American <laughs> sports anchor. Yeah. Okay, sports kids. You don't have to be a creeper, you just be a normal kid. Yeah. Why is the normal kid so creepy? Yeah, this is how I be a normal kid. Yeah. Andy, what's your trope? Just watching dodgy tapes. Like <laughs> just it seems to happen more and more. Like, like it's surprising. And like people are like, oh, I've got this tape, let's watch it. Like, I've got a quick fun story. I had a friend that went and stayed at an Airbnb. Okay. Oh but, no. And <laughs> There was like a tape, uh-huh. and they put they put the tape on, uh-huh. and then they were all like, "Oh, it's a porno, okay." <laughs> and then they were all sitting, and then they turned around and went and realized the porno was being filmed on the sofa that they were in. <laughs> so it's just one of those things. Just don't go around snooping on people's tapes. How did I know? The minute you said uh, this friend, I was like, I know somehow where this is going to end. The videotape yeah. segued at the friend. Oh, God's sake. <laughs> Point seven on the podcast. That one thing about the ring. It's kind of difficult because Ringu is basically the same film. Uh, Chris, what's your one thing? Uh, static. Like, that's scary static. I hate static yeah. TV. I've got, I've got a film that trumps, trumps that big time. That'll be coming up. Uh, okay. I think I know which one you're on about. My one thing is the whole tape gimmick. Like, if you watch the tape, like that, it's a spooky tape. This is really the only film that does that. There's not much else in the way of spooky videotapes. Uh, Andy, what's your one thing? Uh, well. The like, well's good. Pe- the people well's always good. think about little, like, the Lassie and little Timmy down the well, but this, no, wells are now uh, Samara's. Samara. That's her thing. Samara down the well. Very good. Uh, point eight. Nominations for 10 Point Podcast Awards. Chris, you go first, and we argue with you, basically. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, blanks here. So I have a lot. I don't know how we've got so many. Uh, so I put best supporting as Brian Cox for his lot of role that he's in. Did I do someone for supporting? I don't think he's I don't in it. I did. I don't think he's in it enough. I don't think he can have him as best. I just wanted to nominate him. He was in best of the best. So I know where he's uh, going in line. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Uh, most underused, I put Samara. So ah, like good Dav, show. Uh, Chase. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Dav, Davi Chase. Yeah. Uh, best villain, Samara. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, no. Naomi Watts. <laughs> ah, she's yeah, got the tape, yeah. and that's gonna. She's literally mass murder. Well, she will mass murder people in the end. You make a good point, but I agree with Chris with Samara. <laughs> Find a terminal ill person who's gonna die in like two days. <laughs> ah, still a bell end. she's big as bell end. Uh, I'll take that. I've got. I had Brian Cox, but I think you're right. I think. I think it is because of the way the film ends. I think it is. Uh, is Rachel. Um. Best death was going to be the horse. And the I had horse. But uh, horse. Richard Morgan put a lot of effort in for that suicide. He did, didn't he? We don't normally have animals in best death. It's just normally humans. Mm-hmm. I like I like the horse set. I'm, I'm picking that as best death. We all think it. We all at one point thought it was the horse. So I'm going with boat horse yes. for, uh, boat for horse. best death. Um, worst plan, leaving a, a deadly tape lying around. Yep, just in general. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, I'm making just a copy not, of it. Just not dis- like destroying it exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And just letting people watch it when you know yep. there's supposed to be some curse. 
Yeah. Do you think the guy at the lodge was in on it? No. No, I think I was just teenagers do student shit. I'm sure I read something about that's why the lodge is closed when she goes back or when they go back. It's because he'd watched it and he'd been got, basically. I think he'd found out, oh, it's all this tape, it's all something to do with it. And he watched the tape and then that's why when she goes back, he was was gone. But the timeline would that last? Maybe that wouldn't link up timelines. But anyway, yes. That depends on when they died and then he watched it. So it might work. She lasts more than seven days, doesn't she? So yeah. Um, my best twist is the fact that it was the mum that dumped her in the well because it was building up for it to be Richard Morgan, the dad. It's a good point, yeah. On a similar sort of note, my best twist is something different that actually we haven't talked about yet. Out of the blue, Aiden is Noah's son. Yep. And I was like, that was actually quite a good wee twist. I didn't actually see oh, it coming. Because I, I saw the, the room. Ringu, I, I knew there was a kind of twist. Ah, so I'm happy for Andy to decide it, between. It was a good twist, but I think that the best twist is uh, Samara wide out all along. Like she got out. That that she she wanted help out to. Yeah, you think it's like put to bed yeah. and it's like, all right, she's been buried. Because that's where any other spooky film would have ended. It's like, all right, the curse is over. It's like, no, she just wanted out to kill people. That's a good point. I think that probably is really that's the best twist. That is the twist in the film. But yeah, I think Aiden just suddenly was. Your son is going to die. Oh my god. It would have been oh. good if it wasn't so fucking confusing the family dynamic. Exactly, yeah, the fact that he called her for <laughs> the entire call time. Yeah. Call her mum or something like that. And then be like, all right, yeah, oh, there's dad. Now, once they did, I was like, so does that mean that she's looking after his son? It's not even his, it's not even her son, but I think it actually was still her son. But I, yeah. I'm still not sure to this point if it was or not. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, it's like, I, I thought we could talk about like, it's so forced, like, our son. It's not like your son or like mm-hmm. Aiden's died. It's like, our son's got it. That's right, yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Mm, worst father figure, Richard. I think so, yeah. Yeah, he's worse than Noah. Yeah. Well, he didn't know it was his kid until later on. But he beat the shit out oh, of the door. I don't think I meant that. Did I... Am I right or wrong in thinking that Samara was actually adopted? Yes. Adopted. yes. Right. That's, I missed that completely until I was reading about the film. I was like, yeah, oh, no. that would make sense, actually. Yeah, that's like accidentally adopted a demon child, basically. Yep. That's what they've uh... That's why you never adopt. Not so, yeah. people that adopt, but it's, you actually, don't know, um, don't know what you're getting. Moral, moral of the story is coming up, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, technically, an exit, but best entrance, I put Samara entering through a telly because our best exit that. is her leaving the well. No, best best exit, exit is Boat Horse. Boat Horse. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Okay, 100% <laughs> um, best costume slash outfit it's so simple it's a Samara it's a white dress and long hair yeah I'll give you that as a Halloween costume yes <laughs> Very um, simple. it's like the woman's version of the screen mask yeah. you yeah. put, your, put your hair forward <laughs> uh, most of my kid Aiden he's just a creepy little shit yep. uh, I've got a question Mark was he annoying or was he just a bit weird I don't know he was annoying Right. Like, who at that age calls her parents Rachel? Rachel. I mean, stealing dresses from you. Like, you imagine going in just taking the dress, going out, sit out for you. That's 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 annoying. You think you know like where something is? Seeing, like him being annoyed at Rachel letting Samara out. He's like, she's in a dark place. She doesn't like the dark place. Oh, well, she's just escape it. You let her out. <laughs> yes, good point. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's me. Best acting, Naomi Watts. I thought she was pretty good. She looks totally different. I don't know what it is about her. She doesn't look... She looks like a different person in this film. I don't know what it is. But... That's because she's not facing King Kong or being in Tank Girl. Yeah. King oh, Kong's the yeah. thing I know. <laughs> Tank Girl kind of forgot. 
Uh, best animal, boat horse. <laughs> <laughs> best badass, Samara. I think that's, she's quite badass yeah, in this, I would say. Her plan worked somehow. It's a convoluted plan, but it worked. And she was, from the very beginning, she was wanting to hurt people. Yep. Like, just as a normal little girl without being, like, killed and haunted and all that sort of stuff. Well, there it is. The most annoying kid. A kid that wants to kill people. Ah, fair point. Is she more yeah. annoying? Nah, Aiden's probably no, more annoying. He's, he's got fucking dark <laughs> tendencies as well. Uh, best hair, Samara. <laughs> uh, best inanimate object, the tape. Yeah, I'll give you that. Oh, yeah, I had that. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't have best jump scare, Chris. Mine was none. Noah loudly shutting a drawer before we cut <laughs> to him. Like, just, you hear the drawer really loudly shutting and it cuts to him closing it. Like It, it was really weird that it was... An intentional loud jump scare. Not a single jump uh, scare. Did you have best plan? Uh, I don't think because I surely Samara's is best plan. But it's, yeah. it's some. It shouldn't be best plan, but it somehow works. Like, I guess the overall it is a very. If they thought about it for more than seven days, it's, it's easily stoppable. Yes. Yeah, but her getting out, it worked perfectly. Yes. Everything went to plan for her to get out. I've got a product placement, but I'll come back to it. Uh, best special effects, her coming through the TV at the end was actually pretty, pretty good cool, for 20-odd yeah. year ago. Best stunt, boat horse. I don't know how much it was <laughs> stunt, but I had to get in again. Uh, best weapon, Samara's eye. This is all she could do. The eye from the, like, uh, Ringo's creepier because it's kind of just like the bottom part of it. You don't yeah. see like, yeah. her withered face. A bit messed up. Uh, I'll come back to Danny John Jules. Worst costume or hair? Noah's haircut. Whatever Noah's hair was all about it was very 2001 <laughs> or whatever year the film came out, 2002. Uh, worst fan figure Brian Cox have done. Danny John Jules. Now, initially, I recognised that woman. Oh my God, that's the bride from The Hangover. So that's who she oh, first speaks right, to yeah. in the garden. Sasha uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was like, oh my God, it's her. And then it turns and it's bloody as Adam Brody. Yes. I was like, oh, he maybe he had he's in this film. Turns out he's not in the film. <laughs> And then Brian Cox, I'm sorry, Brian Cox absolutely was not, he's in everything, but I did not expect him to show up for 15 minutes in the thing. <laughs> so Brian Cox is Danny John Jules. Best product placement, Andy? VHS. So I would say that's an object more than a product. Well, well there's a VHS hi-fi thing, or whatever it's called, like the, the brand of the VHS. Okay, but my one is, when she stays at the lodge, she goes, I'll take bunk 12. And pops down, and the whole screen is American, American Express. Express credit card. <laughs> I was like, and it lingers on its a tiny yeah, bit to be like, she's got American is, Express. Yeah. I think that was a bit more of a product placement. It's the only thing I could see that was a product in the film. Point nine, moral of the story. Andy, what's your moral of the story? I'm going to steal it. Don't, don't adopt. Don't adopt. Really. Well, I, you can adopt, but do your homework first. Okay. Don't <laughs> adopt from a mental asylum or wherever. Yeah, it's probably, probably best. Make sure you get the papers right. Uh, Chris, what's your moral story? Uh, never watch a random video for any of your parents' house. That's a good shout as well, yeah. <laughs> uh, my moral story, always make a copy. That's the moral of the story, I would say this one. I was going to say always back up files, maybe the other one, but always make a copy. Point 10. It's the 10-point rating where we rate the film out of 10. Chris picked it, he goes first. I also hadn't seen it, so I'll go last. Andy, you are piggy in the middle. Chris. Uh, I'm giving it a 6. It's an absolute banging thriller. It's a one for a horror because it's not scary whatsoever. But I'm going to rate it as a film and it's I'm giving it a six because it was a, a good um, mystery, like who done it kind mm. of thing and why she'd like this. So Andy, what's your score? I'm kind of going down the same route as Chris. However, this is dubbed a horror, so it's not horror, so it gets a four, but it is a pretty good thriller. 
Okie dokie. Uh, my notes, I've actually got a wee note this time. It's two different films smooshed together and it basically fails to be good at either one of them. If it's a terrifying supernatural horror film they wanted, then the film should have been filled with exposition of them working out the horror, how to defeat it and how to escape. But they don't. It just turns into a murder mystery of, yeah. oh, there's a girl. Where is she? What happened to her? Where is she? Blah, blah, blah. It's all about working out who the villain is and writing the wrongs that they've done. It tries to be a supernatural scary thing. It's not. Ends up being a murder mystery thing. But then it doesn't deliver on it being that either because it goes back to being, oh, she's actually this spooky all conquering evil again at the end. So I've settled on a four as well. That is the correct number. Mainly through disappointment. Like this film yes. could have been really, really good. And I was hoping it was going to be really good. I didn't want to be terrified. Personally, I'd like a little murder mystery thing, but they kind of botched that as well. So <laughs> not, not great for me. A four is what I settled on. That is that. So I think that's a five, officially, a five out of ten for the ring. All vaguely in the same sort of area for us there. Disappointing horror films. It was a disappointing spooky season. I'm not going to lie. I know. Not next, being good. Next season, I like, I like some, some of the old ones. Opportunities, though. I mean, you had the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right. which the uh, what the hell it had uh, its highs and lows, to be honest. The fuck. The hell's it called? Friday the Thirteenth. Friday was... the Thirteenth. Again, I like it. Dis- disappointing horrors. I Thirteen mean, ghosts. That was the scariest. Film I think I ghosts was horrific. That was. I did get a jump scare once. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what. Next season, I promise this podcast right now, I'm going to bring the scariest film that you guys have ever seen in your life. All right. Okay. I look forward to it. That's the end of spooky spook Spooktober. Uh, Chrissy's theme was unfinished business, or sad it was. No, that's what you're. Oh no, no it was like Inception slash films I hadn't seen. That's right. Yes, is it films I hadn't seen or films that he's mentioned? I think if we mentioned The Ring, I'm presumably we did when Brian Cox was mentioned, but I completely blanked it out and forgot he was in it. So Chris has got two more, say, um, I believe. Dead by Daylight. Uh, yeah, I think you, two more. Two more that he's not seen before. So I will transition us out of Spooktober, whatever the hell we've called it, Spooky Spectacular. But I'm only going horror adjacent. So I'm not going miles away from horror. This is adjacent to horrors where I'm going. And you know me, I'm going back to the 80s again. I need some more 80s. Action sci-fi. Well, here we go, sci-fi. That's, that's, that's a good start. Good start. Written and directed by James Cameron. Oh, starring start. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Michael Yay! Bean. The Terminator of 1984. It's about time that we did the Terminator. I've been waiting for somebody to do it so I can later on do the sequel so somebody can get a 10, <laughs> a 10 out of 10 film. You'd better not jump Terminator 2 before me. I have set this up perfectly for myself here that I have done the Terminator. But, uh, but yes, the Terminator. The... It's happening next week. <laughs> time. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the week after. Yeah. Um, yeah, there we go. What more can we say? We're finally starting a Terminator. I can't believe it's taken this to season eight to even do the first one. You all have bucks. seven days. Ooh, seven days. Ooh, to watch the Terminator. I bet you've all got it on DVD somewhere. And we'll see you next time on the Ten Point Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,